All right, let me take you back to a time in life way before all you can eat buffets existed, way before Uber existed, way, way, way before you could order a large meat lover's pizza pie from Domino's Pizza, get delivered 30 minutes or less for free, way before any of that happened. Imagine, imagine you're a member of the Hatsa group, a group of hunters and gatherers in Northern Tanzania. That is the group that Dr. Herman Ponser went to go study. You walk thousands of miles, you have long gaps in between meals, and you need to survive. Besides the metabolic adaptations used to reduce your total daily energy expenditure to survive, you're more than likely depending on some fuel tanks to get energy throughout the day. Those fuel tanks? Fat! The mental rap. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time it plays, I laugh. It's just, it's contagious laughter. It's, it's really good laughter. It's a really good, a feel good intro. I, I love that intro. Eric, you, you, you really outdid yourself with that intro. You really outdid yourself with that one. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Pretty f good. Swear word in the first sentence. Every time. You, every you time. might as well get used to it. I'm, I'm good. You good? All right. All right. Feature keen. Happy Father's Day to all the dog dads and cat dads here. No actual dads here. It's okay. I'm still waiting. Any client wins for the week? Oh, actually, I have one. Um, it's not exactly a client win, but I thought we'd change it up a little bit and, you know, quickly <laughs> say happy birthday, birthday oh. to Jorge. <laughs> surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised that you did not see me carry this cake. I, I really I did. When did you get this? <laughs> oh, we, have, we have soundtracks. Well, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Please play this double. Happy birthday, dear Jorge. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Don't forget to make a wish, Jorge. All right. I wish, I wish with all you my can't heart. Say it. You gotta. The something, something from worlds apart. Hold on, I forgot the line. Let me read that. I wish, I wish with all my heart Couple to crumbles. fly with dragons in a land apart. <gasps> it was one candle. It didn't go out. It didn't go out. <laughs> it was one candle. I, I'm too far. This time it went out. There you go. Right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I like how you didn't get that close. Well, you, you, you only get half your wish over the entire cake. <laughs> it's got real deep on there. I'm going to move this now. Folks, if you're listening, um, it is June, around June 18th, a little after uh, Father's Day, sometime in the future, you're going to be listening to this because we are recording in the past, but um, it is my birthday, 26 years old. <laughs> These guys have gotten me a beautiful cake. All right, so today we're going to be talking about fat. Chocolate milk. And it's super interesting because if you look at the time of events, um, uh, just throughout time and the fitness industry or the health industry, um, fat has gotten a bad rep in the beginning. You know, you heard a lot of these things of like fat free um, items because people assume that fat free also is, is good for you, is healthy, um, mainly because fat was directly linked to obesity, obesity. Well, um, it seems pretty obvious if you have fat on your body and you don't want that, I shouldn't eat it, right? Right. You would think, right? It, it just sounds intuitive. Um, but then later on, um, as time goes on, you research comes out combating this 
idea that fat is so bad for you. Um, and then this other fad comes out of ketones, ketogenesis, a keto diet, where now all of a sudden fats are good for you. Fats are great. Fats are better than carbs. Um, and they're so good for you that they will help you lose weight. Um, so we're here to clear all that up. We're here to mainly talk about what is fat, how does it work in your body, and why it is important for you. Um, so let's start with the definition of fat. So what are fats? Fats are triglycerides that are broken into fatty acids and glycerol and converted to acetyl coenzyme A. Um, fats are generally broken down into fatty acids and glycerides to be rebuilt as fat that can be stored in the body. Um, so yeah, so generally the conversion fat to fat ratio, it, 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 there is a very high conversion rate of general fat that you're consuming into fat that is stored in the body. So when we talk about nutrition and in our previous podcast, we kind of look at energy intake and the balance between what you're burning and what you're actually taking in. So one of the reasons people targeted fat so heavily was because they are looking at total calories and they are right for assuming if I take in more calories, I'm going to be in a surplus. If we take in all these calories, we will be in a surplus by the end of today. And one of the ways to limit that is maybe limiting your fats. And why they were saying this was because calories in one gram of fat are more than uh, in one gram of protein or one gram of carbs. So almost double. Yeah, we look Actually, at more we look at yeah, more than double. K calories specifically, there are nine calories per gram of fat than there are in one gram of protein, which would be four, one gram of carbs, which would also be four. So if you are looking at that, if I have the same physical amount, same amount of grams of fat, if I'm eating that fat portion, I am taking in more calories. So people said, okay, well, an easy way to get some calories out of my diet is to limit the amount of fat. And there is some truth to that, but that's not the whole story. So I love what you're doing. I, I love that you're emphasizing the point of the calories being the foundation of weight gain, weight loss. So that's always fundamental. Calories in, calories out, excess calories in, get stored into adipose tissue or other uh, forms of tissue. Um, caloric deficit, you're tapping into those uh, fuel tanks or those uh, adipose tissue that holds stored fat and you're using up that energy. So um, yeah, more than anything, just to reiterate exactly what you just said, uh, calories in, calories out trumps the goal of weight loss or weight gain. So if that's true, if I get more calories per gram and I'm cutting out fat in my diet, why wouldn't that be the best solution for fat loss? All right, so let's go into that. Um, why do we need fats? Um, so number one, we know that fats are reserve tanks for energy. Um, so if you think about it, uh, when you have uh, long bouts or long periods of time in between meals, um, when you're not eating very frequently, uh, the energy that is going to be used for you to continue uh, just regular um, human operations, whether it's just walking, thinking, moving, breathing, that's probably going to, if it's not coming from the food that's already being digested, it's going to be coming from those reserve tanks or that fat that you have stored. So that's one of the major and most apparent usages of fat. So we're using fat for energy. So quickly, that has to do with what's called beta oxidation, where we have fatty acids that are in our blood tissues. Those are broken down. ATP or energy is released. We use those for normal processes, thinking, 
breathing, just basically our resting state. Now that can produce energy for a long period of time. That's why when even us just sitting at, at rest, we're not working out right now, we are digesting, we're talking, we are thinking, we can produce that ATP pretty sustainably through that system. So we do need some, some stores and reserves to pull from there. Yeah, absolutely. Our body is mainly comprised of water, right? And in order to structure that water that on a microscopic level, uh, you're going to use fats because water and oil do not mix. Some fats are used to build structures like cell membranes, myelin sheaths that coat our nerves and parts of our brains. Um, some of these fats can't be built by reformulating others, which is why they're called essential fatty acids or omega-3s. Um, so this is another reason why fats are incredibly important is just for cell health. Um, a lot of this information that I'm getting from fats, um, I'm honestly just reiterating and I'm just kind of uh, summarizing some of the stuff that I read from Burn. Uh, Dr. Herman Ponser, uh, he's the one that went into um, northern Tanzania and uh, studied the Hadza group, which is a group of hunters and gatherers to uh, compare and contrast the way that these humans that walk thousands of miles, eat very little throughout the day um, and live with limited resources are able to survive in comparison to someone like us who's sedentary, um, has available, has food available almost everywhere they go. I mean, right now I'm staring at a cake. So we talk about why we need fats. If fats are so important for us, so to reiterate, they're important for our normal bodily processes, they're normal for sustained energy for many activities that we do, but they're also important for natural hormone production. So I think, Dan, uh, if you could talk about that a little bit, why do we need fats for normal hormone production and why is that important? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of the research shows like a lot of conflicting information. And I think it's because... A lot of the diet that we see is either, you know, both ends of the spectrum, either too high, too low, um, take it out because it's going to cause too much fat and there's going to be issues with men's estrogen levels, um, increasing fat to, I guess, uh, circle back. Testosterone is obviously like one of our hormones that most men produce. It's good for just overall like bodily function, uh, muscle growth, fat loss, all of that. Um, too much fat is going to be an issue because it converts in the body testosterone into estrogen which isn't always great for guys but it's interesting i saw a research study that from i think it was Rochester university or the university of Rochester talking about fat levels so the importance behind it is like you know we want testosterone as men i think that's kind of something that's pretty understood um guys over 40 often refer to it as the fountain of youth so it's because it just regulates so many different things in the body interesting thing with this study is you know Taking about, I think it says 200 plus 206 individuals, putting them on both high fats and low fat diets. The interesting thing about this, the low fats, you know, about 20% of their diet was just fats. 10 to 15% of their testosterone levels dropped. So it's incredibly important just to make sure that we're he helping ourselves regulate the difference between, hey, not having too much where we can increase other health complications, but then also not keeping it too low where we can also regulate our hormones. So also why, what is this relation between fats and hormones? 
I guess if we're going to kind of circle back, um, so two major hormones that it kind of refers to, I guess, is tied to, or like I said earlier, testosterone and estrogen. And hormones, to keep it simple, they're really, we'll say, signalers in the body for tissues to get a desired response. If my, yes. if certain glands re release one hormone that goes to another area of tissues and that tells them to do something else, it's a signaler. So we get a release of testosterone, we get a chain of other effects as well that maybe make it easier to burn fat, easier to build muscle, things along those lines. Increase the energy and increase the libido. You know, it's, uh, I guess this is kind of going off tangent, but a couple of our friends who I'm not going to name who may go to this gym or not, um, they've gone through a few bodybuilding preps. And one thing that they always note is they just have a very low libido, partially probably because energy is low, because calorie the calorie deficit is low. But then also research shows like, what we were talking about before, just lower fats, lower calories, all of that. It's going to lower your overall testosterone level and you're just not going to be, you're going to have a hard time getting it up. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I, it's <laughs> one of the metabolic adaptations that occur when you have low energy available to you is yeah, um, some form of conservation of energy so that you can digest food properly um, so that your brain can just function um and so that you can uh clean out any toxins in your body so i would imagine that those being the top three priorities you know getting a little buddy up is going to be the last thing that your body's going to prioritize because it's got less energy and the other thing that i was hinting at before is these hormones are also made of triglycerides fatty acids they're comprised of these fatty acids if we're depleting those in our body and our body's ultimate goal is to survive if we need all that energy used for survival traits, then we don't have a lot of that left over to produce extra t testosterone. We don't have those free fatty acids to put together into hormones and, and you're going to have maybe a little bit lower testosterone. Um, so pretty important to have that included in your diet, but what that also has to do with per is percent body fat. If your percent body fat is below a certain amount, that's where we start to see these, these changes in hormonal levels. So I actually have an interesting uh, chart for anyone interested, you can find it at precisionnutrition.com. If you just type in precision nutrition and the cost of getting lean into Google, you'll find it. It's a good infographic. But for many of our clients, they say, I want to lose fat or maybe I want to gain mass. Everybody, everybody who wants to gain uh, weight on the scale, for the most part, they are not saying I want to gain fat. They're saying I want to gain lean muscle with minimal fat. Um, unless you're maybe a football lineman from the 70s or 80s where you just wanted to get as big as possible. I mean, we see linemen nowadays that are big, but also lean. Um, for the most part, people want to develop lean muscle and burn fat. But what they don't really talk about is what is maybe a, he a healthy range. They see that person on the cover of Men's Health Magazine. They see a maybe person on social media who has washboard abs, like very low body fat, and they say, I want that. But what they don't really realize is one, what it takes to achieve that, and two, maybe how long somebody taking that picture really stays there. Three, maybe the Photoshop effects. Four, what the health risks are of staying there too long. So. This chart on precisionnutrition.com talks about several different percentages of body fat. And 
it has two ends of the spectrum and on both those ends are unhealthy. So we start on the overweight side. So for men, it's saying greater than 20% body fat would be in that first unhealthy range, greater than 30% for women is in that unhealthy range. Now, why would men and women have different healthy ranges of body fat? Obviously women, you know, I feel like it's relatively known that women have higher levels of estrogen naturally than most men. And estrogen is highly derived from fat. So it's pretty easy to assume that our body, like at least, well, not our body because we're guys, but um, the female body wants to hold on to as much fat as possible to help uh, provide those hormone levels. And, and a male maintain. can generally still maintain normal hormone production at a lower percent body fat. Mm -hmm. um, so in that first category, it's listing as <clears throat> unhealthy, greater than 20% for males, unhealthy, greater than 30% body fat for um, for women. And in this chart, it's also showing if, if you are in that category, this is what you generally do. So you're generally eating a lot of processed foods, you're eating large portions, you're also eating your food very quickly. Now, what it's not talking about is these people are eating more fats because that might not be the case. Um, things that they're doing less, they're not really exercising much. You are eating fewer whole foods and also sleep. So sleep has a, a big impact on your stress hormones. Stress hormones also have a lot to do with how we use energy, store energy. So that probably will be a separate podcast topic in the future. But if you're not, if you have a client coming to us and they're saying, I want to lose fat, but they're not sleeping well, I probably want to prioritize that first because that's a pretty important piece of the puzzle. Um, that next category down, it's looking at a healthy range. So we have healthy, I'm just going to go through these three different categories and lump them all together. The three ranges that they say are, are healthy starting for males on the high end, 15 to 20%, on the low end, 10, um, on the low end, six to 9% uh, would be in that healthy range. For women, the high range of healthy would be 30%. The lowest range of healthy would be about 16%. Notice still higher than males. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, we have this image of your washboard ab guy, your bodybuilding looking guy, and, and people who look very ripped in what a lot of people would probably look at and say, I want to live like that. But is that necessarily healthy? This category is also labeled as unhealthy males with less than 6% body fat, women with less than 16%. So at this category, the people who really fall into this range, and I like that they specify this, they say elite bodybuilders on contest day. So not all the time, but on contest day, they want to get a little more dry, a little more lean and spend a short amount of time there because you have to recognize it's, it's what they're doing for their sport, but it's not necessarily the ideal healthy, healthy human. You're not producing the right amount of hormones. You don't have good energy levels. You are going to have some sacrifices and trade-offs there. So the benefits, you may feel pride at achieving your athletic goal. You may look good in the mirror, but the trade-offs include possible difficulty socializing in typical situations because you have to make such strict um, restrictions with regard to your food and calorie intake. Um, you really have to spend a lot of time committing to measuring and tracking your foods. You have to have a strict focus on, on diet and exercise that sometimes if you spend too long in this category, that could lead to things like disordered eating. Um, and also the time required to actually exercise this, this type of level really needs to be your number one thing in life. And you should probably should have a 
coach associated with you that's guiding you out of that once that contest is over and once you're ready to resume a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, I was going to say that's also rather unsustainable because um, if I'm looking at that chart, that's less than 6% for men and less than 9% for females. Um, I don't think that's sustainable just because generally speaking, almost everything you're going to consume, um, if you're not making it yourself and not controlling it entirely, you're, it's going to have some form of fat. Um, maybe just milk alone has what, like or five grams of fat per eight ounces. Uh, don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, just uh, just about anything that you're gonna eat is gonna have some form of fat content in it, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So what we're trying to say is that could be a good thing. But inversely, I kind of want to dub into the other side of uh, consuming too much fat. You know what happens when you consume too much fat? Um, you might experience some levels of lethargic of uh, some levels of lethargicism. Is that a word? You're going to feel lethargic. You're going to feel very lethargic. Um, so you ever, Dan, how did you feel when you consumed that? Did you, did you, you had Domino's last night, right? You had Domino's? Call him out. No. I'm calling him out. Of course not. You had Domino's last night, folks. Fuck, I had like a pie to oh. myself. You had a whole pie to yourself. And how did you feel right after that pie to yourself? Oh, I felt awesome. You felt great, right? No, I felt terrible. Yeah, and I would imagine that the reason why you felt that bad was because of the high amounts of fat that you had. Did you put that into your MyFitnessPal? Yeah, I did. How many grams of fat did that have? I don't remember grams, but I think total calories is about like 1,400. 1,400? I'm curious how much of that was derived from fat. Just to reiterate, one gram of fat contains nine calories. Um, so it, it takes time for your body to digest that fat. If that fat was uh, transported throughout your body via bloodstream, then it would eventually clog up your, your clog up the bloodstream and be very fatal to you. Um, and that's, I guess, where we'll jump into yeah. um, saturated fat and why saturated fat isn't necessarily Roughly 88, the by the way. 88 grams yeah. of fat in one sitting? Yikes. Um, but yeah, so then let's uh, jump into like saturated fats, unsaturated, polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats. Um, saturated fats are probably going to fall into the category of the eat less uh, category. Um, saturated fats, a uh, great way to distinguish saturated fats from... Uh, polyunsaturated or monounsaturated fats is uh, I use the basic rule of is this fat a solid in room temperature environments? Uh, if the answer is yes, then it's probably consisting of high amounts of sat uh, saturated fat, uh, which you want to limit. Um, if the answer is no, uh, if it's like mostly like an oil, um, then I would venture off to say that you couldn't indulge in some of that. Um, not to say completely just eradicate all types of fats that are solids in room temperature items, uh, in room temperature environments, uh, because certain things like butter, uh, I'm thinking salmon, the fat contents in Grass salmon. butter, certain healthy cheeses. Yeah, some of those stuff is good. Right, right, right. So why don't we hop into that? Scott, you seem to have like one of these cool charts. Uh, I do. So again, we don't like to label foods as good foods or bad foods. Every That tends to lead to this yo-yo dieting, cycling where where maybe Dan had Domino's last night, instead of him feeling bad about it and going on a super strict um, rampage for the next week where he's measuring every grain of rice and, and measuring every fat and having the perfect diet, you go through this dramatic shift where it's not really sustainable. So that would probably be in the eat less category. He had it, he enjoyed it, and now he's moving on in the right direction and he's gonna probably prioritize fats in a healthier environment. So in this eat more, 
And okay, so after cake, diet starts tomorrow. So eat more Seth fats man. category. That would include like your extra virgin olive oil, certain other nut oils, avocado and avocado oil. Um, they actually list cheese aged greater than six months. I'd like to look into the mm. behind that. But interesting. interesting, usually your higher protein cheeses, um, egg yolks, certain nuts, seeds, um, olives, and then fresh unprocessed coconuts would be in that category. Um, keep in mind though, so a lot of people tend to fall into this, this other trap where they say, oh, this is a healthy fat. I say peanut butter, avocado, guacamole is probably one of the, the biggest things that people uh, mistake for that. They say, this is a healthy fat, it's avocado. That means I could have as much as possible. But we just talked about how there's a lot more calories per gram. And at the end of the day, when it comes to body composition and overall all health, we do want some energy balance there. So even if it's a healthy fat, and that is a fat that our body can use, absorb pretty well, we do want to still recognize that there are more calories. Please don't drop cake on the turf. We do want to recognize that there are more calories per gram of that. So just like you can still get fat from eating a ton of these healthy fats if you're not watching the portions. From the eat oh. some category. Uh, and I just want to jump in. Just generally speaking, excess of anything is bad for you. No, you never want to just you can drown off excess water. Yeah. Um, eat some category. You're going to have other types of oils that we, we tend to see pretty pre prevalent. I mean, they list canola oil. I like to avoid that entirely for other reasons. Um, or just the, what I've read on, uh, how it interacts with the brain and, and it, I like to go as minimally processed as possible, but, uh, they use like creamer in that category trail mix often because it also has a lot of other things. Um, usually pretty rich in carbohydrates. They usually throw some candy and stuff in there too. And then eat in that eat, eat uh, less category. That's going to be our vegetable oils our shortening our, uh, sunflower oil is listed in that category. Safflower oil, canola oil. You actually see a lot of these, um, in foods that are generally marketed to us as healthy. Many of our gluten-free foods that like people went on that gluten-free craze uh, more so than just the people who needed it, in my opinion. You you go to the supermarket and you see the entire gluten-free section and every single one of those is bound with some, some type of these oils. So they're not generally the healthiest and we do want to minimize how much of that is in there. Um, other things like bacon and sausage, just because they are higher in the less desirable fats. So those, those, uh, super, super saturated fats that we were talking about, uh, those are going to be the ones that we want to have a little bit less in our diet. You know, what's really interesting is how a lot of foods market their foods as being healthier because they have high amounts of omega threes, omega sixes. So yeah, we see some foods that on one side, they're saying low fat, no fat, minimal fat. And then on the other side, they're saying high in omega threes, omega sixes. Those are also our healthy fats. And we need those in our diet for things like inflammatory balance. And those are our healthy fats that you find in things like fish oils. That's why a lot of people take a fish oil supplement. That is one of the few supplements that I'll recommend for athletes. But if we get a good balance of those two, the omega-3s, omega-6s, that helps with inflammatory balance. And I say balance because inflammation is something that our, our body needs, but we don't need too much of it. So when we get injured, and we will talk about this on another podcast, if you get injured, you go through an inflammatory system, inflammatory process that we, we need chemical mediators, we need hormones, we need certain things that are helping with that, but that shouldn't last forever. It shouldn't last too long. It shouldn't be too much of, of a dramatic effect. So if we're if we are keeping good, healthy omega-3s, omega-6s, which 
also things like walnuts, uh, some some milks are fortified with it. Uh, just, just look for those on your labels. Those are helping to benefit our inflammatory balance. Some key takeaways from today's episode, folks. Um, fat in moderation is good for you. Especially healthy fats. Especially healthy fats for Avocados. cell health, fuel storages, and hormone balances. Eat some of those healthy fats like you just mentioned. From that good category, we have the, or eat more category, we have avocados, we have nuts, seeds, usually the minimally processed stuff. Um, your avocado oils, coconut oils, oh, and right not a whole cake. Oh, half of the cake. <laughs> and yeah, we only and uh, olive oils as well. Yeah. And uh, just before we go, I did want to cite my source on a lot of the information that I got from my fa from fats. Um, Dr. Herman Ponser, uh, PhD. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about um, just basic nutritional info, uh, highly suggest you read his book. It is uh, for someone who did not study uh, anatomy or science or biology or any of that sort in college. Um, it was a little bit of a difficult read. I did have to reread some things to fully digest what he was saying, but it was very insightful nonetheless. Um, so quick shout out there. And another quick shout out, um, quick shout out to our producer, Eric. Thank you for always driving out close to an hour away um, to record these episodes. Uh, he does a phenomenal job at recording uh, the post-production. Um, uh, um, structuring every episode, helping us structure every episode so that we are professional and efficient. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got for today, guys. Thank you. And, uh, have a phenomenal day. The mental <laughs>